Don, let me put it to you straight. We're not here to get you. But you've got to understand, you're in junior high now. This goes in the computer, on your record. Hey, Vina, what are you looking at? Nothing. You didn't come in here to wash your hands. <laughs> yes, I did. Hi, Don. We were just wondering, are you a lesbian? <laughs> Brandon, I can't be your girlfriend. I'm a lover Who? Steve Rogers. Who's Steve Rogers? Well, Steve Rogers is only like one of the most popular guys in class. Steve, Steve, you will fall in love with me. You will take me away from this place. Dawn, for you. I'm thinking of using this one for my first album cover. Oh, Steve, they're all so beautiful. You better get ready. Steve! I have to talk to you. Well, Steve is horny. How horny? He'd go out with anyone as long as it was a girl unwilling. You mean... Welcome back to the show, everyone. Wow. We're going from Spice World to Todd Salons. I'm sure that is a podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Todd Salons, man. Always just like getting you right in the field, but uh, not in the not the good way. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies that, that made us gay. Yeah. Seth from Jerk of All Trades. <laughs> we were just on for Nowhere a few months ago. Yes. And welcome back. We had you on for Welcome to the Dollhouse, directed by Todd Salons. Thanks for having me back, guys. Can't wait to talk about this one. I mean, this movie. This movie is crazy, and I'm excited to talk about it. Couldn't have picked a better person. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy, but it's like it's it's poignant. It's like it makes me feel a lot of things, but I don't know. Not sad. Just like, I just want to give Dawn a hug. I mean, yeah. I just want to like. <laughs> Makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really feel for the girl. Yeah. And I mean, as far as like this director's further work, this is the, I would say goes down the easiest. I would say this is right? the most accessible of yeah, a lot accessible. of his movies. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think. You know, it's definitely a cult classic, yeah. but I feel like it got the most range to people. Uh, it yeah. just, yeah, it's the most accessible, I'd say. Yeah. And also, like, I think because of Heather's career, mm-hmm. a lot of people have discovered this because she's been in so many yeah. Yeah. big blockbuster films. Mm-hmm. People have looked up her plethora of work. And yeah. when you find this one, it. You look, you look at her. I, so many people know her from The Princess Bride. Yeah. Her uh, Diaries. Princess Diaries. Diaries, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which definitely, like, says your age. Yes. If that's the first thing that you go to. Yes. <laughs> but um, this is how I was introduced to her as a kid. Same, yeah. I've, yeah. I, think I'm, I think I'm the same. 
I mean, I remember watching this movie in high school. I mean, I probably saw The Princess Diaries before this. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't so know. You, I think you would have seen her in that, I probably would have seen really her in other it. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely remember her in 54. That's probably oh, yeah. That's probably one of the first things that I remember <laughs> oh, seeing I her in, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's Ryan Phillippe's she's younger sister? Yeah. She okay. played the little sister in a lot she of, sure like, did. short cameos yeah. as, like, the younger sister. Scream 2? That's the other Scream one. Scream 3, yeah. Oh, Scream 3. Mm-hmm. I remember our audience that we saw... Scream 2020. The whole fucking audience cheered. We were at the Sunset Five in West Hollywood and everyone cheered. And it kind of warmed my heart. Screamed like ape shit and so did the rest of the audience. I was like, I'm glad that other people in this room know how important she is. I was uh, kind of shocked. It was a slap in the face to me when I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's the mom. Yep, in oh. this Don <laughs> Wieners now is the mother of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. it still didn't feel right because in reality, like I know in real life, she's not that much older than us. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, she could have. I mean, she's around my sister's age, yeah. mm-hmm. which is you know uh, later thirties. Yeah, so it's like she could have teenage children. I think she's going to be <laughs> turning forty like this year. I think. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Heather Matarazzo, come on the show. We'll talk about Have it. Have you been seeing <laughs> Heather responding on TikTok about the kid from Stranger Things? I have not. I so <laughs> it's been going around of, did you know that the friend from The Princess Diaries is Dustin's real-life mother? And his last name is Matarazzo. She had to respond to it on TikTok uh, being like, sorry about it. I was like, she doesn't have no kids. Yes. She have any kids. She's like, no. sorry about it. I'm not his mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because his, la- his his name's... But yeah, Rosa, she did so a few... So not related. No relation. She did a few cute TikToks about it, though. Yeah. But, I mean, this was her first movie? Yeah. Yeah. Her first, first movie, movie um, it premiered at the 1995 Toronto Film Festival, and then it later won the Grand Jury Prize for Dramatic Feature at the 96 Sundance Film Festival. Huge Sundance hit, yeah. especially everybody was talking about her. I think that she yeah. won an Independent Spirit Award for debut actor, and then it was later released the summer of 96, May 24th, and made substantial money for an independent film. I think that movie. it grossed, I mean, I think it got like $4 million on a wow. 800 budget, and this was kind of at the time in 90s independent movies where studios kind of started to latch onto them. Like, this was distributed by Sony Classics, that you could buy a movie from a film festival market it kind of to art house movies and make a pretty good buck at it too. Yeah. I feel like the marketing for this movie, if I remember correctly, it was like kind of, you know, a teen, not a teen comedy, but a little bit more lighthearted. It's funny. Yeah. It's definitely funny. Pitch black. But yeah, but dark for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And it's like, you know, the poster has her and, you know, this outfit. And so, Mm. I don't know, you get an idea of like maybe what this character is going to be. And it's kind of not really aligned with the marketing. But it's, you know, I don't think it's anything that people were disappointed by any means because she's so good in it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that cover is so iconic and everybody, it's so simple. It's just a red background. (laughs) With her laying, yeah. you know, seductively in that <laughs> iconic 
never forgettable outfit. Yeah, yeah. Scott was talking about her like hair ties, the big yep. plastic. Yep. Like, I can balls. almost feel <laughs> those in my hand and like Absolutely. slapping them, slapping them together because I grew up with sisters, like, so of course I would like play with hair ties and I would like tie Barbie's hair with like hair with them. So I could like just a relic from those were huge. Those are golf ball size. You couldn't tie Barbie's hair with them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also that those hair ties are for thick hair too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We'll get into it more and more throughout this episode, but I'll just put it out there now. Mm-hmm. So I have my days of doing drag. I have recreated this look so many times awesome. in different mm-hmm. entities, but the hair ties specifically are such a thing. Like the first time I ever did this look, was Halloween 2016 or 17, I think? Oh, wait, no, no, no. I, uh, 2011. Okay. Right. Um, and I remember the initial way I did it was I got um, ping pong balls. Sure. Because I couldn't, you know, this was like before Amazon Prime. Yeah, and sure. Shit like that. So I couldn't find them anywhere. Um, and yeah, I just took ping pong balls and like glued them to a hair tie okay. and put them up Love in that it. thing. And then as... <laughs> the look progressed. I think I eventually got some real. I think yeah, they call them like door knockers or sure. yeah, yeah, like yeah. The yeah, clackers. Yeah. You get them at the beauty supply. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Those the hair piece and the other fun thing is I very specifically know that the promo images from this film. Mm-hmm. There's two things that separate. One, okay. the hair ties are purple, and right. she has heart earrings. The other images, they're white, and she has the smiley face earrings. Oh. Everything else is okay. the polka dot top and sure. the, the pants, but the hair and the gla- uh, the hair and the earrings. Oh, look are at that! Different yeah. in two different images. Was it always with the red background? So I think there were these weird images. You'll probably see it. It's like her drinking high C or something. <laughs> There's just like a big glass of red Kool Aid or something sure, that she's yeah. like got a straw in her mouth. I. Have never seen these images like oh attached to the movie itself right, or right. like mm-hmm. on the cover or anything. I just I don't know what they were from. I remember. But... Well, I mean, we just watched it. Yeah. Um, but in the actual scene, um, in the outfit, she has the heart earrings, and yes. they say love. Yes. Yeah. And I think the <laughs> yeah. see the poster, the poster the on like face. IMDb. It's yeah. the smile. It's the smile. Uh, so I guess by okay. this has this. This is the smile earrings, but white on top. So I guess I made that up. There. Scott was um, Scott was mentioning as we're watching it that a lot of Dawn's looks, sweatshirts, mm-hmm. kittens, flowers, things like that. A lot of them you could just wear out to the club. All back in style now. You just oh, wear yeah. out to yep. the club and look cute. Mm-hmm. She looks like a Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, just not be questioned for any of Dawn's yep. wardrobe. Swishy. Uh, <laughs> track suits that kids wore that just made everybody look really dumpy and like (laughs) Mm -hmm. boxy and i mean i love her to death she looks like she's wearing a diaper half of the movie like but i mean that's the thing about dawn and this character and heather and why it works so well is because she's in middle school and she looks like a middle school kid yeah she looks like a, a a child. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like the the popular kids were always the ones that wanted to look older. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I was always like, and I mean, obviously, now as an adult, you're like, why would you want to look older? Yeah. Or just look like a child. Be a kid. And even as a kid, I was like, I don't want to look older than I am. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, there's, I don't see any advantage to that. Um, and yeah, so she just, there's just that innocent, like, these are my clothes. My mom buys me my clothes. This is what I have. Maybe I have a little bit of a say in, like, I'd like these earrings or that te- that 
kitten t-shirt as opposed to that kitten t-shirt, <laughs> you know but she's just you know doing her thing trying to live her life and it's like how in this school are they just leaving not only her locker but the entire wall above mm-hmm. it just like suck it wieners like uh don don suck like all that shit like i remember uh, i remember my junior junior high being pretty brutal but that Definitely crosses the line that I don't really remember <laughs> yeah. kids' lockers yeah. being graffitied Defaced. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it depends on how bad your school was. But, like, yeah, yeah if yeah. you're in the middle of the school <laughs> facing somebody's locker, you're probably going to get caught. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we would get, like, people would drop threatening things in your locker, mm-hmm. like little notes. Mm-hmm. That's sure. But yeah. And, like, I fully had bullies that, like, you know, he, uh, Br- Brendan Sexton the third. what is his character's name in this movie? Brandon. Brandon, yeah, 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 Brandon. He, I was um, going to say, it's not Warren. It's not Warren. It's not fucking it's not Warren. Fucking Warren. Um, he, like, constantly pulls a knife on her, you know? And it's like, we have to remember, in a pre-Columbine, say, pre-Columbine. world, yeah. you got knives pulled on you. Yeah. You know? You got, like crazy shit happened to you at school and i think some teachers looked the other way some teachers were just like are you okay but it was never really like this kid i one kid got suspended once in my school for having a knife <laughs> cats are losing it um you know for having a knife suspended a couple days i think it was two days you know i think i remember similar stuff happening to my school too and it's like uh yeah crazy shit went down i got cr- threat i mean i don't, i highly doubt that this other child was really planning on stabbing me to death in school but you know it was idle threats but it's like this is this is a hardcore shit right this is stuff that kids shouldn't have to experience and endure while they're Adults that are paid to protect them. Yep. But it just, it, it went on. And I think bullying was just kind of seen as like, it happens. Kids will be kids. Kids are going to be kids. Toughen up, you know. And um, now, I mean, now I think bullying is a different situation. I'm not sure. I don't have children. Haven't been in, in you know, in a school environment in a long time. I don't know how bullying is handled now. But I think weapons at school are, is a very different thing now, I would hope. Yeah, I mean, by the time I was in high school, we had to walk through metal detectors. Right. Every yeah, day. I was going to say, yeah. by the time I was in high school, post Columbine, yeah. there was a there was a cop that was yeah, just sort of uh, there for yeah. certain hours. Resource officer, mm-hmm. whatever what they call them. I went to two different high schools, but like my first year was a performing arts school that I got kicked out of, and then by the time <laughs> I went to my local public school that had thirty six hundred kids, yeah, there were like. 15 cops at yeah. all times in the school and i mean this shit got brutal and i got threatened a lot because i was a very openly gay little yeah. goth kid and yeah. so i was like target practice for people but mm-hmm. i tried to be intimidating even though i was scared <laughs> shitless yeah I had yeah a very fuck you attitude to everybody so sure Sure. I mean, and not everybody has, you know, that kind of, I don't know if it's confidence or whatever, but it's like, I was very much like, at first I was like, if I dress like them and keep my head down, then they'll forget about it. And then after freshman year, when it didn't work, I was just like, whatever. And just started dressing how I wanted to and being completely 
like look stuck out like a sore thumb, but you know. And there, there would be the weird. There would be the the ones that really didn't think they meant any harm when they were just like, I don't. I had straight up just people walk up and be like, "Are you a fag?" And it's like, yes, I don't even know me. you, dude. <laughs> like, why are you? We're not friends. Are you a lesbian? Why are you asking me these questions? Kittens. Um, I, like, straight up my junior year of high school showed up to school wearing a t-shirt that said, I fucked your boyfriend. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, I was asking for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not to say that people dress a certain way. But, yeah, no, I was trying to get uh, attention, (laughs) I think. Um, What are your first memories of first discovering Welcome to the Dollhouse? Oh, goodness. Well, I can very distinctly tell you. Um, So... I saw this movie for the first time, I think, probably within the same month as seeing The Craft for the first time. Ah, I had a really uh, irresponsible babysitter (laughs) when I was... I think I was, like, 9 or 10 when this came out. I was pretty young. Um, I had this babysitter named Erica who let me do whatever the fuck I wanted. (laughs) Um, My mom would eventually fire her. Um, I don't know which... I think... On the Craft VHS, there was a commercial or a okay, trailer for a trailer, this. Sure. And I was like, we need to watch this movie the next time you watch me. Yeah. So we went to the West Coast video, and there was the box. <laughs> and I was like, that's the one. That's the one with the girl in the outfit. Um, and yeah, being like, a, I mean, like, I was young, so I wasn't out yet. But uh, it's just like an outcast, yeah. very awkward, yeah. artsy kid like i related to this character dawn definitely speaks to all of us that feel like outsiders she's like the ultimate outsider (laughs) the ultimate Mm -hmm. underdog ultimate uh, under wiener dog (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah and i mean when she later came out right in real life it was such a like yes you are a lesbo (laughs) you're one of us you're one of us You, (laughs) that's another reason. It's like, we all looked up to you for a reason. Right. When, um, she kicks the younger sister out of the TV room and says, drop dead lesbo. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed out loud at that. Oh, Missy. So good. It's still like a, like one of my reaction gifts that I will send to friends sometimes when they like do something mean or I don't drop dead Dropped lesbo. Dead lesbo. <laughs> so I remember I had all of these books on cinema when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And when I whenever I would read the American independent film chapter, oh I would always oh see this poster. So I just sort of knew Welcome to the Dollhouse, Todd Salons. Like mm-hmm. I'd never gotten a hold of any of these movies. These films were always really hard to find in my small town. But yeah. one of the great things when Netflix came on the scene when yeah. I was in high school is that you could get a hold of these movies yes, finally. Yes, and yes. I remember getting the disc for this and watching it late one night and just being like, huh, that's a very different movie that is <laughs> kind of hard to watch. But I remember really responding to it. And I'm not really somebody that's really followed up a lot of Todd Salon's movies. I'm familiar with Happiness. I know the major yeah. plots of that movie, but yeah. I think I am too scared to actually sit down and watch it. <laughs> so you've never seen it. And I've never have seen it. Ooh, and it's yeah. also a movie that's kind of hard to get a hold of now. It is, yeah. Like, it's yeah. interesting that Todd Salon's just really doubled down on 
this type of subject matter in films. Like when happiness came along in 98, it's just like buckle up because we're going to be getting into topics that are a lot harder to talk about than bullying. Yeah. If yeah. you think the welcome to the dollhouse is tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you guys ever want, I have everything of his on DVD. We can have a night where we just all want to awesome. kill ourselves. <laughs> and then it's interesting. No, he leave. No he later remade it in like 2010 life during wartime. Is that what it's called? What? Well, okay, so there was Palindromes, Palindromes. which came out, which the whole movie has nothing to do with Welcome to the Dollhouse, but throughout the whole film is a character named Don Wiener that is actually Mark, the brother, is in Palindromes, I believe. Okay. Like, they talk of her as if they are, yes, it's Don Wiener, but, like, the Mm -hmm. character just changes, like, every other scene. Oh, okay. Starts off as, like, a very large black girl... And then turns in. It's just it's all right. Such a weird, all his right. movies are so fucking they're bizarre. His weird. movies are so bizarre, and they're not the type of movies that get made anymore. Too no. that no. I don't think Couldn't that you can made, make a movie like Welcome to the Dollhouse now, just because our culture is so sensitive to a lot of these topics that it's you don't even really see them addressed in film anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I've like. I've heard people say things about, like, euphoria, for instance, where it's like, stop sexualizing the children or, like, you know. But the reality is, is, like, this is the youth that a lot of us went through. And, like, that's why, I don't know, like, the ultimate dream of making a movie and, like, half the shit that I would put in it would probably make a lot of people upset. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, these are the struggles that kids went through in the 90s. Like... Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. And obviously, Todd Salons was not. No, but. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was seeing somebody that was very happy to show me um, happiness <laughs> and storytelling. Like that's another one. Yeah, right? two days in a row, and I was like, <laughs> "Why are you showing me these movies?" <laughs> I can't with these. But I had already seen Welcome to the Dollhouse at this point. I remember when it came out, I got it on video. Um, I rented it. Uh, because, again, it was one of those things that the marketing kind of played it up. And it, it was that independent movie kind of boom in the 90s. And so it was kind of like, okay, this is kind of going to be a little bit more of a wacky comedy, I was thinking. Um, which it kind of which is. Which it kind of is, It's yeah, a very, yeah. very, very dark yeah. comedy. It's got yeah. some good laughs. Yeah. Yep. Um, and... I just really felt like that kind of independent 90s kind of indie movie. I was like, all right, I get it. I get it. I get what's going on here. Uh, Hit very close to home. And um, it's one of those things where, like I said, I just want to give Dawn a hug. You know? And it, it makes you just think about certain things when you're watching it. Like, you know, they say things about this character. And they say things about, like, her not being pretty and, you know, being, you know, she's a dog and, like, all that stuff. And I'm just like, this little girl went to this audition. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're going to be this character. You're going to be reading for the role of Don Wieners. Don Wiener. And look at this Don Wiener, who is, you know, told that she's ugly, that she's a dog, that she's going to get raped, all this stuff. And you're just like, this girl, this is a real girl. She's an actress. It was just like... That's the role for me. <laughs> I'm done. Lolita, why do you hate me? Because you're ugly. Uh, Lo- that character oh, Lolita. scares the shit out of me. Because yeah. there's nothing 
more unsettling and scary than a girl bully. Yeah. yeah. And you don't see it in a lot of movies. Because <laughs> there's the girl bullies, like the cheerleaders, that are mm-hmm. like, are you a We just want to know. And then they all laugh in unison. But when you're being bullied by another outcast, yes. the little goth, yes. white trash goth yes. girl who's 10. Yes. <laughs> or no, yeah. they're supposed to be like 13. And middle school. Middle school so yeah. yeah 12, grade, 12, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like at one point they say something about her being 13, but I could be making that up. Yeah, right. I, that sounds that sounds right. But yeah, you're right. You're, uh, Lolita is just is a Lolita's a monster character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at first you're just like, okay, this kid's just by themselves. I, I, I almost at first I was like, is is that a boy? Like, no. But she's. <laughs> I love too that she's just like, stay away from Brandon. <laughs> You stay away from Brandon. He's mine. <laughs> this is one of those movies that I unfortunately like know every no, it, yeah. word, but like the back of my hand. It's very quotable. Yes. It's very quotable. Um, when we were setting up the time for this recording, you said, see you at three. And I didn't get it. I was just like, well, Pete's off work around five. So maybe around like 530. You know, I was just thinking about a second ago, like. Yes, this movie is very uncomfortable. We all feel bad for her. Yeah. The only thing that I think is, like, really, like, the, oh, shit, that's fucked up is the, like, I'm going to rape you at 3 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. As we just said, like, his other movies have a whole slew of shit (laughs) that really goes over. Yeah. But, like... Rape is not something to be no, not yeah. taken seriously, but yeah, I think that like one line is like that's what people remember this movie as like being really dark. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because you talked about raping a child, you know. But and it, yeah, and the, but then when it doesn't work, and he calls her up, and he's like, "Now tomorrow you're gonna get raped. Meet me at the same place," and she goes. You know, so it's like... But their love connection, it very much, like, you know, he's insecure and putting up a tough guy phase, but he just wants... Because he's also an outcast. Yeah. um, Much like Lolita and just a different kind of outcast. The bully outcasts. But, uh... And she doesn't have anybody giving her attention, so she's like, well, it might be negative attention, but there's a boy Mm -hmm. paying attention to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... I want to talk about Don's family. Let's oh my God, Don's family. <laughs> I think this is one of the lasting impressions of this movie that when I kind of think back on this movie before I watched it today, what I immediately go to is Missy. <laughs> is I immediately <laughs> think of Missy, Missy because I was the I was the youngest kid in my family. But like, you were not the golden child Missy. But I was not the golden child Missy, <laughs> but I still kind of have a this weird connection to this character though. Of that, yes, I was the youngest child, and I was probably the one that the other the, very annoying as yeah. from all of my siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were the youngest. You were gay. <laughs> Possibly doing purettes in the yard. Everybody yeah. loved you. Too. <laughs> yeah. The well, the other thing I always feel like I make this up in my head, but. The movie is supposed to take place in New Jersey, right? I think so. She it's take, called out. Yeah. I think it's called out for New Jersey because they easily get to New York, and there's yes. definitely some yes. Yes. strong New Jersey accents in this movie. I think that's the thing is like being from Philly and mm-hmm. like the East Coast in general. Like these, I know these people. Easier yeah. people. Yeah. No, yeah. Sure. Uh, the mom, like, oh my God. I feel like Jewish people and people from like Long Island or Yonkers, like yeah. New Yorkers. And Jersey's in between New York. Right. And so, like, they kind of go into both directions. Yeah. Um, 
So, like, the mom's got this very 90s kind of Jewish mom thing going on with the perm and the nails. Not and- played by Mink Stoll. <laughs> she 100% every time I put it on I'm like yeah. that's not Mink, Mink it's not Mink <laughs> but which movie does she look like Mink from it's um I think it's a Dirty Shame Mink no dirty, uh, she looks more like her in um uh, um like Kathleen Cyril. Turner Cyril. Yeah, Cyril Cyril. that's yeah. the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like almost the outfit and the hair are exactly yeah. the same because yeah. that's kind of Mink playing a suburban yeah yeah a suburban mom but the, yeah. the way they style Dawn's mother. These like oh, yeah. when she goes out, she has this like track jacket situation with like clashing patterns and oh my god. It's just that like nineties suburban, it's the middle class fancy, mm-hmm. you know, of it all. Like I find these things in thrift store now and try to sell them on oh, yeah. Depop to <laughs> oh, yeah. Gen Zers. Be like, this is worth $75. Oh, yeah. You know, it only costs a buck ninety nine. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's like they're this split level house that is so regional. Mm-hmm. Yes. That and me, I I'm have, just like I have gone into many why of these you houses go up growing the up. Stairs when you go mm-hmm. when you open the door. It's that split <laughs> level that you enter in the house and you can either go up or down. Up or down. <laughs> yep. yep. Specific the TV room as opposed the TV to the room. living room. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mom says you're not supposed to have drinks in the TV room. Drop dead, Lesbo. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know she's got the the older brother who's just uh, just such a nerd, Marvin. such a dork. Yeah. I would I would argue a bigger dork than the Dawn. Dawn. Oh yeah. Like at least yeah. Dawn's fashion when you look back on it now is kind of it's kind of cool. Like it's come full circle, but there's nothing full circle about the brother. Mark was like straight up pocket protector, yeah, like yeah. big overgapping teeth, yeah. huge nineties glasses. He's got the Star Trek the Next Generation poster in the bedroom, which I was like, I love that poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, his whole thing and you know, when he even gives Don advice later on in the movie, she's like, Does it get better in high school? Like, is high school fun? And he's like, No. <laughs> get worse. Yeah, he's like, it's just they still talk shit, but maybe just not to your face. So he's just... been through it. So he's like worked, learned how to work yeah. his uh, role in life to his advantage. Of yeah. like, okay, I can be around Steve Rogers if I do his homework yeah. for him. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe the popular people will not beat the shit out of me if like. If we get him. In, yeah. I love though, too, that he's just like has this idea. We're going to form a band. We're going to get, like, a good lead singer. We're going to kick ass. And I'm going to fucking play this clarinet. I'm going to play the clarinet. I'm going to play the <laughs> shit out of this clarinet. <laughs> You're going to be on electric keyboards. I'm going to be on clarinet. And we're going to rock. And, you know, though, when they do get Steve Rogers, played by Eric Mabius. Oh, so, so cute. <laughs> yeah. uh, the hair's a little crazy, but it's, he's still just super dreamy. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do get it, like... The songs are, I mean, obviously, these songs are, like, written for this movie, but they're not that bad. They're work in progress. Yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with these songs. Yeah, for a New Jersey garage band that's playing bar mitzvahs and (laughs) wedding anniversary parties. (laughs) Yeah, and so, obviously, the dad is just, like, disinterested. I don't know. Kind of fades into the background a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, the mom, it's like... When the mom doesn't <laughs> so give, hard, when the yeah. mom is punishing Don of not giving her the cake, that always breaks my heart. Yeah, oh, just, just just give Don the fucking cake. She looks right at her when she cuts it in half and 
just scoops it onto their plates. She's looking right at Dawn. She puts it right under Dawn's yeah. nose and gives it to the other kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, the other thing about Dawn being the underdog is, like, she has the most ultimate, like, shit on middle child yeah. situation. Yeah, like, yeah. they all treat her like garbage. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one is nice to her other than Ralphie. Aww. Oh, Ralphie. <laughs> Little Ralphie. The, the kid that's, like, six years younger than yeah. her, the only person that'll hang out with her is, like, a te- uh, seven-year-old yeah, you know the little boy next door what did she what did she say just be, just because, because he's a faggot. a faggot doesn't mean he's an asshole <laughs> i laughed so get hard that at that line embroidered yeah. on a pillow <laughs> um so i did a screening of this in 2019 um and the flyers that i made like we would always put the poster of the film on the front and then i would do something fun with the back and i yeah. was like what could i do what could i quote and so i just put this picture of ralphie and also because of, like, the budget of the movie, the photo that I got, he just looks, like, ill. Sure. He just yeah. looks, like, sick. <laughs> it's like any any picture that I find of Todd Solange. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I crazy. really just wanted to put, just because he's a faggot doesn't mean he's an <laughs> asshole on the back of it, but these were, like, flyers I was putting out in coffee shops around <laughs> sure. the city. Yeah. So instead, I decided to put, he thinks he's hot shit, but he's really just cold <laughs> diarrhea on the back. Another thing yeah. that, like, I quote every oh, yeah. day to this. And I miss attribute that to Don, but he says it, doesn't he? Yeah. I always think Don says it, but he says oh, it. Yeah. Ralphie it's says it. It's when they, sh- yeah, when Brandon the... and his crew show up to the convenience the, store. Yeah. He goes, he thinks he's hot <laughs> shit, but he's really just cold diarrhea. And then they like, Such get Slurpees line. thrown in their faces. Yeah. And... See, but that's the thing about, you know, making a movie like this today. It's like, yes, like, the word faggot gets thrown around a lot. Um, but I feel like it's in a movie like this, it's the intent obviously is a little bit different than, you know, when you watch other, you know, just eighties movies where yep. they just say it casually. Yes. You're a total fag yeah. <laughs> from 16 candles, 16 candles yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I think in, you know, in this movie, it really just kind of illustrates these kids. It's like, they don't really have anything, but like their words to kind of like, you know, talk shit to each other. And they're, like Dawn saying it about Ralphie like that, it's just so like she doesn't even she doesn't know what that know word what means. It even means, yeah, you know. Wait, does she? No, she doesn't call Missy a faggot. No. Um, <laughs> I feel just like it's, maybe it was lesbo. I don't know. I feel like yeah. at some point someone says it, and it's like you know that they have no idea what the word yeah. means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like yeah. oh, I heard this being thrown at me in a mean way. Yeah, so. exactly. So I feel like. It would get a lot of blowback in a movie today to have this kind of dialogue, you know, because it's like even like I feel like if we were to just we couldn't even just quote that on our Twitter, you would have we would have to say like warning F slur trigger alert Mm -hmm. and then so it wouldn't show up in a feed. You know, because otherwise I think we would get like, you know, you guys are really responsible to like post I don't even think twice about it. The frequency yeah. comes out of my mouth, but I feel like every time I put it on Instagram, my yeah. shit gets flagged immediately. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Oh, right. This, you think I'm <laughs> promoting hate speech, but Yeah, I'm just talking to my girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's that thing of, you know, kind of intent and then kind of I also owning, think we, owning the slur that you were called when exactly. you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then mm-hmm. we also are in a little bit more of um, a I don't know, we're just fucking cool. So alternative we can say queer. It. Edgy. Yeah. <laughs> we're not regular gays, we're edgy gays. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. But you know, 
I think that you just have to understand that this movie is from a different time. It's mm-hmm. it's it's old. 25, 28 years old. I want to talk about the character of Steve Rogers. Oh my god. Played by Captain Eric America. Mabius. I think one of the probably his film debut. I don't know if mm-hmm. he had worked all that much into this movie. Eric looks like they he was probably a teen model when they got him. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was that his actual hair? I was thinking I that too. I yeah, I don't think out. of Eric Mebius as a redhead, but I don't know, or maybe having, maybe yeah. he was. Yeah. Um I definitely knew some Steve Rogers in high school. <laughs> <laughs> he looks I mean he looks older, but you know, he's supposed to look older. I'm assuming he's a senior in high school. I'm going to just interrupt you real quick. My best girlfriend and I, we like always quote this movie and one of her favorite lines to just look at me and goes, he's older. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think Don's, (laughs) someone's asking about like Don's crush and she goes, you wouldn't know him. He's older. (laughs) (laughs) I digress. Go on. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was just, I was just commenting on the fact that Eric, maybe I think he's older than me. So at that point in, you know, 94, probably when they're shooting this. I'd say Eric, maybe was probably born in the early seventies. Um, he was 71. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So at that point he was, you know, early twenties, but, um, it works. It works. I I love just how he's that kind of like cool guy that's just like whatever. Don comes in the room and he's just like, "Hey." He looks like he's been held back. Like, yeah. He's exactly. so yeah, much older yeah, than all the yeah. other guys in the band. And, it's, and she well she when she steals his ID oh. and she has it on her little altar, I was trying to count the stickers on it because I was like, does that mean that there's one for like every year? I was like, are there five? <laughs> like are there too many? Cuz there's little stickers on his ID he's so I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still trying to get that high school diploma. Yeah. It's like girl just drop out and move to New York. Yeah. Um <laughs> and what's kind of interesting of how these scenes are written and acted that it never crosses the line of being inappropriate and weird just because he's so clueless yeah that those are never his intentions so it never crosses that line she's the one sitting on the bed Mm -hmm. reaching her (laughs) just like and he's just like looking off into space does not care less and her little hand is just like getting closer to his leg until the brother walks in and do you want to see my fingers (laughs) Oh my god. We got fish sticks, we got Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, when Heather like Wants enters the, the room. Homemaker. Also, what's up with staging Heather Matarazzo like with a tray of like <laughs> Is of, that in like every it's every in Heather scream. movie? It's in Scream. Like yeah. that's how she makes her entrance. That's yeah, that's I wonder right. if I wonder if they thought about that when call they back staged that. One. Like a callback to welcome. I'm to pouring you a glass of high C. Mm-hmm. I hope that's okay. <laughs> we got Rolos, ding dongs. <laughs> like, what is every snack? The yeah, little Debbie's that she calls off to him while he's just fucking around in the other room. Yeah, yeah. Well, she says, she says ring dings. Well, it's East Coast ring dings. Yep. They gotta be. Mm-hmm. They gotta be Drake's cakes. Because <laughs> it's Jersey. Does he like steal something? Yeah, from the house? I think he takes steals, money. I think he takes cash. money. Yeah. He takes cash out of something. It looks like a car, like a greeting card or something. Mm-hmm. He takes cash out of it. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I never looked at it and thought like, oh, he's gross. Like they shouldn't mm-hmm. this this is inappropriate because he does not care less. Like she has, you know, he's not even like, oh, okay. Don Wieners, let's go let's go finger you like what's her name? <laughs> we finger fucked. That finger was finger fucked one. I love that girl. <laughs> and that girl reads so jersey. Oh god, it's going to bug the shit out of me. Her, her name li- now. Her line. <laughs> Ginger. Ginger, yeah. Ginger, Ginger can, I, can talk I talk to you? To you? <laughs> What'd you hear? Yeah. 
<laughs> as soon as she says his name, she's like, come on. We got to go out back. <laughs> Would you? But I love it, too, because she's literally – she looks like she's probably 12, sitting yeah. on the hood of that car, and I think a guy's, like – Has that sweet he's mullet. He's making out with her. Yeah, he's like, making on out the car, with her. Yeah. But he looks like a he grown adult. And Don says, too, because when, when the brother's saying, like – or somebody is saying that he's dated all these girls, and he says Ginger – and she's like, oh, I, what did she say? Like, I had P.E. with her or something. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, so that's somebody that's in Don's grave. Yeah. That he's, like, willing to. <laughs> you know, I looked back on it and I realized how much, like, a lot of the girls in my middle school, like, <laughs> they dressed like they were a lot older. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot of these girls were hooking up with dudes that were, like, yeah. maybe graduated high school yeah, already. Sure. And, like, you're in middle Dating school. the junior, senior in high school. Uh-huh. Or, and you're in, like, sixth grade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, that's really fucking gross. Um, but you know, women develop mentally <laughs> more than men. They, as they mature say. a little earlier. It, yes. I mean, it's one thing for a girl to be like, "Yeah, I want to date like an eighteen or a nineteen-year-old." But it's another thing for like to think about a nineteen-year-old guy. You're like, "Why do you want to date a fifteen-year-old girl?" That's crazy. I remember my senior prom. This guy who was my neighbor was there, and he had to have been like. 29 or 30 and i was like what are you doing here and he's like oh i'm Mm -hmm. with this girl and i was like ew (laughs) ew it's not okay oh man eric maybe his career is really interesting because it definitely shows a very pre-marvel movie landscape (laughs) eric was a very good looking guy but i mean he still kind of had to hustle for work he was never given like the Hollywood leading man role. Well, maybe he's just a dum dum. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he still kind I... of regularly does TV and also like Hallmark movies. Okay. I go to Ugly Betty. What do you think of? What do you think of it? The L word. <laughs> the L word. I think right. of either this movie or Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Because he plays yeah. gay in okay. Cruel Intentions, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and that <laughs> always excited me. Another one of my favorite movies that I watch all the time, and every time I forget he's in it. And right? Just, yeah, like, yeah. You're like, oh, the Grigster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh what does What does Joshua Jackson say? He has a mouth like a Hoover. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gregory, I was wondering if we could arrange a little pillow talk for later. Oh my god, he's got a mouth like a Hoover, but he's dumb as a rock. See? But yeah, probably someone who's contemporaries with like Chris Evans. Yeah. But Chris Evans, I just got, I guess, just got the callbacks from like. <laughs> the bigger jobs, I guess. Sure. I mean, I don't want to compare the two of them, but I, well, he's a man, so he. Probably, <laughs> I'm like, who had a more successful career after this movie, him or Heather? Right, right, right. I don't know if he is he still like actively working. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. As is Heather too. Oh yeah, no. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. I follow yeah. everything she does. Um, I am and will always be a Heather Matarazzo stand. <laughs> Good. That's why we have this large Don yeah. Wiener tattoo that takes up half of my leg. It's, That's right. It's beautiful. Have you ever actually run into her? So I've had several interactions with okay. Heather. Okay, let's hear about it. Yeah. Um, this is where we dive deep into how important this movie is okay. to me. So Go for it. The first time I met Heather, I was dressed up as Don Wiener. And it is also why I ended up moving to California eventually. So, okay. 2013, um, Peaches Christ, who I would later work for in San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, has told me many, many times, the first time I dressed up as Don Wiener for Halloween, Peaches saw this on the internet and was like, oh my god, I love this costume. I think it's time that I do a Welcome to the Dollhouse screening. Okay. 
maybe less than a year later, she puts on a screening of Welcome to the Dollhouse that was part of San Francisco Sketchfest in 2013. They bring Heather Matarazzo to do a Q&A for the movie. And I'm here in Philadelphia, 25. And I was like, I, I have to be there. Because they, <laughs> they didn't have fun things like this yeah, in Philly. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to fly across the country to yeah. be there for this thing. And I'm going to wear that goddamn you, costume. You flew across the country for a Welcome to the Dollhouse screening. I did. That is very cool. I did. And, and I'm going to wear that fucking costume. You inspired the, the whole yes. event. So. And Peaches Christ would perform Creep by Radiohead with a live band oh, on wow. stage for this. It was such an important day in my life. And yeah. uh, they did a costume contest, and I was one of the top three winner dogs <laughs> up there. I did not win. Ugh. But this is when Peaches Christ and I had just started to become friends, and I had flown across the country, and she mm-hmm. was like, you can come backstage after the show. I'll introduce you to Heather. Cool. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I have a photo of me, 2013, in... <laughs> This the other thing is is that the costume was like a few years old at this point. This is before I really got good at costuming, yeah. so like it is a raggedy ass <laughs> costume. And there I am with this awkward like trying to make a wiener dog face with Heather like looking very beautiful and all black, and her hair is very long at the time. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so I don't know if like we're friends on Instagram. Like sure. we don't interact a ton, yeah. but like we have over the years. I don't know if that's what got it, but that's when I met all these people and they were like, you're a goddamn freak. You should really live here. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I moved to San Francisco later that year. Wow. Um, But I'm trying to think what my other interactions with her have been, mostly through the internet. But 2019, I was in a really, really bad mental space. I had been going through, you know... uh, divorce and it was just in a really bad space and my best friend who i'm actually going to see next week for my birthday got me a cameo from heather oh. <laughs> and she all she did was quote welcome to the dollhouse she was like i'm here seth to tell you that you are an honorary member of the special people's club <laughs> and I, she didn't say faggot but she goes and just because he's gay doesn't mean he's an asshole i was like she can't say this she's afraid no, it'll yeah. do something bad for yeah, her um a cameo but like literally spent like a good three minutes like Aww. i'm sure my friend was like yeah he's really going through it <laughs> but she was just like so uplifting and i remember i was like in a park and just started crying because i was like this means so much to me and yeah. then later i like posted it online and she was like oh my god i had no idea this was for you like so I was like, she remembers, remembers me. Yeah. And I've she's seen the tattoo. Um, but yeah, and then we didn't get her for that. But as I said, like years in 2019, I did a put on a screening of this mm-hmm. where like I remade the look and it was so much better. But I also gave it a little bit of a, this was my drag persona, Veruca sure. Bath Salts. It was very slutty <laughs> so i had like a huge breastplate with like we turned it into one of those like little ties and okay. it was cropped <laughs> i don't know that's the way it is pretty much I for think, her, yeah, but she kind of has like, instead mm. of a uh, lime green pants i made it into a short mini skirt um and then i did something that was very controversial which i'll show you guys after we do this but <laughs> i decided to we did a whole drag show with it and mm. i thought it would be a great idea to perform rape me by nirvana oh. 
<laughs> I get I get how that probably made sense in the moment. But as I will always defend myself in this, the whole point of the drag performance was is I tied Brandon up to a chair and murder him at the end of the okay, number. So it was go. a rape rev- it was like the Nomi Malone moment sure. of getting your revenge at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. Um I just thought it like in a humorous way pushed the boundaries <laughs> yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Um but me and just like white pumps walking around with like a fucking <laughs> meat cleaver. Yeah. Um, but yes, I love Heather. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but she's also done like in the last five years, like a collection of weird little, like I'm grown up, but still pretending to be Don Wiener, like videos on YouTube. Yes. I have seen these. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love it. One where like, she's at like a sleepover and she's basically telling children like life's going to suck kid. And then the dad (laughs) walks in and is like, who are you? She's like, this is a special people's club. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see that she's still doing some yeah, scream. Yeah. I, I have not seen her around uh, L.A. yet since moving here, but I hope one day to run into her. Yeah. Odds are. <laughs> I, I remember, um, not, not quite at Heather's story, but the Special People Club story. Uh, as I s- said earlier, I was seeing somebody who was very keen on showing me Todd Salon's movies, and he just thought it was so funny—the whole Special People's Club thing. He was just like the Special People's Club. Like, how could she not know? I'm just like, she was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when, when, <laughs> well, that's the other thing about this uh, about you know the Brandon character, you know, kind of showing his like vulnerability or whatever. And it's like, I get it's cliche. To have, like, well, the bullies are going through, you know, that's why they're bullying you is because they're, you know, their dad is, like, really hard on them or whatever. It's true, though. But, you know, I think they Mm -hmm. do it in a very, it's done in a very, like, um, artful way, I guess. It's not super heavy-handed. Like, you don't see his dad yell at him or anything. Yeah, you kind of just it's you get it. It's implied. His home life's not great or whatever. But yeah, I just I just always remember my well, friends like they're shipping him off at the end. Like that's his. I think his dad is a little bit. I mean, he's yeah. probably getting himself into trouble. But yeah, 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 yeah. That's the other thing is that like you hear the word retard come yeah. out of Brandon's mouth, yeah. of course, and then you later find out that his little brother is mm-hmm. mentally handicapped. Um, where is I going with that? <laughs> well, you know, it's just that like when. Uh, when she finally does meet up with Steve mm-hmm. at the anniversary party and he's like hooking up with the girl and he's like, what, like, what do you want? You know? And she's like telling him all this stuff and I want you to be in the special people's club. Yeah. It's and he's crazy, just like, right. Dawn. Yeah. And he's just like, why would you special people's club? Don't you know what that means? You know? And like, the <laughs> clubs for retards. Yeah. 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 And so there's just kind of like this, this through line throughout the movie of just like, you know, she just didn't know. Yeah. She just didn't know. Yeah. And, and you know, but it's this, it's that one thing where, you know, she's kind of fight. She's trying to fight off Brandon earlier in the movie and she calls him a retard. That's what kind of oh, pisses right. him off. Right, 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 right. Okay. That's- yep. She says, you know, like she calls him a retard and he's just like, that's what set that him he off. Like slap- that's when he's like slaps a Slurpee out of her hand and is just like, fuck this and like leaves. Um, so, yeah, the Brandon character is like, yes, he's awful to her and pulls a knife on her and like shoves her to the ground and like does all these things. But, you know, when they when he does take her to the junkyard, <laughs> you see this is a pretty damaged kid. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like when he does, you know, when she shows up at his house and he's just like, I'm taking off. I'm getting out of here. 
kind of offers for her to go with him, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Takes it very personal when she says that she's going to ask out Steve. Yeah, Steve, Steve, too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like, you know, he's he's an awful kid. He's, Who is he? <laughs> you wouldn't know him. He's older. He's older. That's what it <laughs> That's is. That's where it was from. Yeah, yeah. Man, Brandon Sexton the Third just made a whole niche of characters like this in the nineties. Warren, Warren from Empire Records, <laughs> iconic. I'm not. My name's not fucking Warren. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that he's a part of the ensemble from Boys Don't Cry because of course he is. Because yeah, yeah, of course yeah. he's in Boys Don't Cry. Because oh. I'm sure that the casting director of Boys Don't Cry saw Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yeah. and was like. We're going to let this you do one. some fucked up shit yeah. in this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, sure. We need you. Yeah. I get him. Every now and then I'll get him confused with um, Tully from Kids. Yeah. You know, they kind of yeah. have that similar. They've got that like speech thing, that yeah. little slight speech impediment going on. And they're just like lanky white kids that are just like. Brandon Section III also like regularly right works. Her. He's yeah. on. He was on Russian Doll. Okay. Huh. Okay. Which I have not first watched. First season yet. or second season? Um, He'd have to, he'd have to first and second season. Yeah. He's on both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, is he is he that kid that he's like bullying you, and then you're gonna go and like jerk off thinking about him later? I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that crazy scab on his face. Yep. Like the whole movie, it's like what's going on there? But you don't know, and you don't have to know because he's just a fucking. Rowdy kid. My co-partner that I used to do our screenings with, he played the Brandon character. And when we did our entrances, he just had a big fake knife that he just licked as he stood <laughs> at the front of the stage and just kept mouthing, fuck, fuck you, you, fuck <laughs> you, fuck you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Heather mouthing that too. To yeah, the to little Missy. And Missy doesn't even, she's not even looking. Oh. She's just eating her food. Mm. Just like, da 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 <laughs> She's just mouthing that. Fuck you. <laughs> it's always interesting, too, to, like, you know when, like, you love a movie so much and you're like, wait, where the hell does the title even come into this movie? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I always look back and I'm like, it, well, there's the song, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But, like, other than that, I think it's just, like, her chopping off the Barbie doll heads. Mm-hmm. Chopping off the Barbie doll heads with the saw. A I full love it. On a full saw. On just, saw. Just you, can pop, you can pop a Barbie doll head. Jesus right Christ. Off. I know. Like, Don, like, can't you just, like, pull them off? Well, I think she did it so that Missy could play with it and then it would fall off. Because that's, she's like, has it. She tries to brush its hair and it's just like, boop, boop. Were you playing with my dolls? No. No. <laughs> um, well, she also has her little, her little altar where she puts Steve's ID. That's a little house. Right. Like a little it's like right. a little, it, it's like a, it's like a Christmas manger. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just remember seeing it from behind looking like a little house. When it's a they Christmas did costume. that costume contest in 2013, I will never forget. One of the girls had like the full fucking altar oh shoebox diorama. Oh and I was like, God. I want to win, but this person <laughs> should win. <laughs> oddly enough, I, I I love how these things come full circle. Um, yeah. My friend Amy, who is driving from San Francisco right now, she's going to stay at my apartment this mm-hmm. weekend. She was the one that I lost the costume contest oh. to, and that was the day we met oh, for okay. the first time almost 10 years ago now. Um, her and her now husband, she's a costume designer, so she nailed the fucking look. Yeah. And rather than the iconic look that everybody else showed up in, myself right. included, she did the like floral off-the-shoulder top with the... Or no, it's the pink uh, off-the-shoulder top with the floral uh, knee-length 
skirt with the white tube socks. Okay. And then she dressed her husband up as Brandon and went so specific <laughs> oh to get God. a tie-dye Led Zeppelin shirt. Oh, wow. And the plaid shirt. And, like, <laughs> I'll show you guys pictures of the. And she, this was 10 years ago, so she was so young at the time. She looks so much <laughs> like Dawn. Like, the glasses, the pulled-back ponytail. Yeah. I would later borrow this entire outfit nice. to make a short that we did for our screening called Welcome to the Bathroom. <laughs> we recreated the entire bathroom scene. Oh, no. With a few little gay twists to it. <laughs> but I will show it to you guys when we're done. What does what is, what is Lolita say? Like, I want to watch you take a shit. <laughs> you didn't come in here to wash your hands. You came in here to take a shit. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I can smell you from here. I don't have to go. I don't have to go, really. My, my hands are just my dirty. My hands are just dirty. <laughs> um, I think the cycling of bullying is really interesting in this movie of that you kind of see Dawn be an asshole as well. Oh, yeah. That yeah. when she tries to stick up for the for the kid getting bullied. Why don't you just leave him alone? He bullies her right back. <laughs> leave me alone, wiener dog. dog. <laughs> And then you see Dawn do it to her sister. Yeah, yeah. So you just sort of see this cycle. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. that she picks on Missy with is things that something, she, that, something that happened yeah. to her earlier in the scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, Missy's annoying. But, like, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like Dawn, you know, telling her to fuck off and calling her a lesbo. And <laughs> it's just like. She can't do it to Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think it's like, is Missy... All she's doing is saying, like, you're not supposed to have drink soda in the in the TV room. And she's I mean, just being a younger sister. But that little shit knows that she's being that's, a brat. Well, that's like, true, because when Don got in trouble, she went and sat down and started drinking the Coke <laughs> in the in the TV room. So, yeah, you're right. She is being Mommy, a since Don's <laughs> not going to have her cake, can Mark and I share it, please? <laughs> Mommy wants you to tear down the, <laughs> the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Just like just all excited about it. <laughs> You're right. She is kind of a jerk. <laughs> um, this is not like an important part of the movie whatsoever. But I do love the scene where Mark is reading his letter or email from his summer camp mm-hmm. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know who the voice for that was because it sounds mm-hmm. so familiar. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I have just gotten hooked up to the World Wide Web, <laughs> yeah. and we can now send each other emails. My address is... Yeah. Even though, like, right the first, the previous sentence, she was just like, your ex-girlfriend. It's definitely your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> You're like, then why are you giving him your email address, weirdo? And they had planned on losing each other's virginity, and then she talked to her mom. Right. And the mom <laughs> talked her out of it. See, that was the other thing is maybe they were supposed to... Because I think, like, they imply it's, like, Jewish summer camp. Right, maybe. right, right. Yeah, yeah, Well, also, middle-class kids on yeah. the East Coast usually yes. just go to summer go to camp. Summer yes, camp. yes, yes. Yeah. In Something the summer. Food. Yep. So, the third act of this movie... Also, <laughs> one of those things that when I remember this movie... Years later, after I watched this, I always... No, I always remember the third act of this movie okay. with the kidnapped daughter and just kind of how fucked up it is. And it's even in the box of welcome to the dollhouse. Cause it's like, it's like a ransom letter. Uh, <laughs> did you guys ever, did you guys I ever pick that up? up? Even though that. we don't see yeah. a ransom letter in the movie. I never put that. I always, kind of, is the I always kind of thought that 
Uh, I never put two and two together. Sort of pointing to that subplot of the movie. All right, all right. Is like kidnap kids. Because when I was a kid, there was nothing scarier than seeing a flyer of a missing child. Yep. Or kind of well-known abduction stories that were around your town. Well, I mean... It always sticks with you you, when you're a kid. The big thing, I think it was maybe a year or two before this, was the, um, the runaway train video. Um... You guys don't remember Runaway Train? It was. I mean, I definitely remember the song. I don't remember the video. You don't remember the video for Runaway? The entire video for Runaway Train was missing child posters, and they found like wait, like the Ozzy song? No, 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 not Ozzy. It was uh, uh, Soul Asylum. Not Crazy Train. Soul Asylum. Runaway Train never coming back. The whole video was missing child posters, and they ended up finding. Like most of the kids wow. from the posters based on the video. And they even did different they even did different videos for different countries. So there was a Canadian one, a British one, um and a couple of other different ones. And so like, yeah, the whole like missing kid thing. I mean it's always they you know, they kind of tell you about it a lot and you like know, the seventies to the nineties, like it was it was a big thing. Yeah. Like, I yeah. remember that book growing up, the girl on the milk carton. Yep. Or, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like something we all read in like elementary school, yeah. I feel like. So there was this constant fear of being abducted as a child. But yeah. we were also the generation of the latchkey kids. We're like, yep. True. Where you was just, I was home alone. Or you would just time. walk home alone <laughs> after school because that's just what you did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um so when so when Don purposely doesn't give Missy the nose to go home with the other with, mom, yeah, with yep. the other mom from ballet class, it's almost like like is Don being punished for something because like then Missy fully does go missing, yeah, and it's not even like we forgot to pick her up and she's still waiting there, gone, does yeah. not come home, police, uh, and it's and it's a whole missing child, and now the movie kind of takes a. Di- not a different turn, but it's like, oh, wow, we did not see this coming. This is, the, I feel like, one of the more, like, kind of Todd Salon's thing where it's like, this little mm-hmm. girl is now fully missing. And it's not played for a joke or anything. And it's just like, Dawn's sitting there. And you just hear them talking in the background. And you overhear people saying, like, the sister claims she gave her the note. She claims she gave her the note. And then yeah. it just, camera just stops on Dawn. And you're just like, fuck. Holy shit. Now, it's, is she being punished for... What like you know? I mean, she's resentful mean. of her sister. Yeah, she, thought she was just like, man, she'll she'll be left there at the bus stop. Yeah, you know? yeah. it'll she'll, do her some good. Yeah, yeah. she'll just have to wait yeah. for mom to come get her later on, and she straight up gets kidnapped. Um, and then- kidnapped by like a sort of a family friend of she's someone the that neighbor. they know, yeah, a neighbor, the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That everybody was all shocked. Well, that's the thing is when they finally get her back, Mark's just like. She was fine. She was just locked up in the basement with Mr. Blah, Blah, Blah next yeah. door. He gave her all the candy and let her watch TV she wanted. She got to have all the McDonald's and candy she wanted. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. She almost liked it there. <laughs> You're like, holy shit. And he built, like, a soundproof basement and all this stuff. You're just like, oh, God. But, you know, when it turns out that they find her tutu in Times Square. Oh, God. The music. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, it's Swan Lake. Like, it's yep. fully just Swan Lake playing, Dun, and it goes yep. to this crescendo. The mom breaks down in tears, and Dawn fully just gets on a bus and goes to Times Square with missing child posters. Mm-hmm. Insane. Except it's a dream. 
Is it? I mean, yeah. no, it? I don't think it is. I thought, yeah, because remember, they in the dream she finds her, and, and then there's all those montages of yeah. Dawn. We love you, Dawn, yeah. But she has the dream when she's like, but then she, but then sleeping she, outside. I feel I, like she wakes up and she's there. Yeah. Oh, and you they, know what? Okay, she so dream, she does do yeah. it, but the, the dream, dream is, is that she that they found her. her. Yeah, right, she right, finds right, her. And the irony yeah. is, is that this, this awful family doesn't even care that yeah. she's gone. She calls and Mark's like, "Where have you been?" Yeah. Oh, no one even noticed you were. Gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and oh, and then she's like, she's about to get the mom's about to get interviewed because she's like, "Well, I need to talk to mom," and he's like, "Well, she's about to she's about to get interviewed. Can you call back?" You know, just twelve. By I'm just calling collect city. from New York <laughs> City phone in Times Square, and she hangs up and just stands there. When New York was still like a pretty dangerous place. Yeah, this time. is like right before Giuliani like cleaned up Times Square. I miss the porno theaters in Times Square. I don't remember it. Michael Alex running amok. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Terrorizing. <laughs> like peeing on people everywhere you went. Um, and then the weirdest ending. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay. I think it's, is it the kidnapping thing and the conversation on the phone and then all of a sudden she's just on a bus? Yeah, she just... Yeah, I um, think so. It's the whole... Uh, she goes Disney for, World trip. Yeah. She doesn't want to yeah. go to Disney World, and uh, the brother's just like, "Don't oh. be stupid." This is also bringing me back with high school memories. I remember hating being in high school band. I was in band for seven years, and I remember just holding on until I could do the Disney World trip when I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> and when I look back at that now, I'm just like. Scott, why did you do that to yourself? Like, just, just fucking no. quit. Just quit. Like, wh- if you hate it that much, why were you in it? And yeah. I could totally relate of why am I doing this trip? <laughs> I feel like I was always resentful of kids who, like, I don't know if it's because, like, or my school didn't have a lot of money or the yeah. fact that I didn't do any extracurricular activities. But I was always like, why the fuck are kids getting to go to, like, right. Florida for Disney World or Paris or, yeah, you know, all these things? Yeah. I did a lot of school trips. Yeah. I did Europe and D.C. Wow. Mm-hmm. Was this all through band? No. Uh, the Europe trip was by itself with our history teacher. And I was asked to be, inclu- I was asked to be included with the smart kids in the government. Even though I was not in that class, the high school teacher just liked me and just said, you should just tag along. Mm-hmm. Extra credit. <laughs> yeah, I was failing everything, so I didn't get asked. That was my thing. I was failing everything, too. So I feel like even if we did have a theater program, which we did not, or if we did have a, like, DC trips, all that stuff, I, pr- I wouldn't have even been able to go because I was just failing. And they don't let the kids getting bad grades yeah. participate in that stuff. So, I mean, maybe if there was a theater program, maybe my gay ass would have been like, well, if I want to try this and I'm actually going to have to get my grades up to do it. But at that point we didn't. And then guess what? Two years after I graduate, they tear down the gym, build a brand new athletic center and uh, theater. Of course. And they had like a kick-ass theater department after I left. I was like, shit, maybe I would have like done some work. I was, I mean, I was definitely the Ralphie, too. I was just the, I was just that really nice kid. Yeah. I just tended to kind of blur into the background. I mean, I was definitely bullied in high school, got beat up, but I did have a reputation of just being, oh, that's just Scott. Yeah. He's just a really, he's just a really nice boy. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our senior year, they took us like I guess most places have like a senior trip that if you're not even, not even like an extracurricular thing, yeah. just for the whole senior class. Yeah, and we went to New York and. I was a bad boy, and I didn't get caught for shit, but, like, (laughs) they took two different groups to go see Broadway shows, and as soon as the lights went down for the Broadway show, I... Walked out of the theater, uh, got on a train you to go little meet a boy, <laughs> spent like the three hours of the show smoking weed and drinking at someone's apartment, oh and got God. back like right as oh like my God. the show right was as, over. Right as, right as Mama Mia was like <laughs> wrapping up. coming down. <laughs> and I remember my art teacher who like, I drove her nuts. Um, she, she noticed, I think at the intermission, I wasn't there. Yeah. I was like, where the hell were you? And I was like... Oh, I wasn't feeling well. I was just downstairs <laughs> in the bathroom the most of the show. Like, I wasn't feeling great. And then we had, like, a party at the Hard Rock Cafe afterwards, I remember. And I had a flask of, like, Jack Daniels with me. And I was just <laughs> going into the bathroom, putting whiskey in my Diet Cokes. <laughs> while, like, all the other kids had, like, snuck liquor into shampoo bottles. Oh and, God. like, I was like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> wow. I think that's also when, yeah, they gave us two hours when we got there to, like, go explore around Times Square. And I went and got a fake ID. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> my, like, co-workers. Like, straight up Vegas <laughs> vacation style? Yeah. Like, like bored? My, not, face not, the the big, board. not the big My board. 19-year-old co-workers at the Spencer Gifts I worked with at oh, the mall had God. been to New York, like, a month prior. And was like, yeah, if you go to this address, you can get, like, a fake ID. Real good one for, like... 30 bucks. And wow. so when everybody's like, I'm going to go to FYO Schwartz. Yeah. I'm going to go have a New York slice. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go get a fake ID. <laughs> and I picked one from Louisiana. Katrina had just happened. Oh, shit. And so every time I went to a bar, people were like, oh, Dude. yo, like, <laughs> were you just affected by this? And I was like, no, I go to college here in, uh, uh, in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was a little shit. <laughs> Scott was a good boy. Yeah, I was the I was the I was the nice kid that obeyed all the rules. <laughs> I was in the middle. I hung out with bad kids and I did some bad stuff, but not the real bad stuff. It's cuz all my like I hung out with like 21-year-old yeah. goth girls. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I had friends that when I look back I'm like I wouldn't have hung out with a 17-year-old at that age. Like what was wrong with these people? <laughs> but, oh my god. Yeah, um but there, I don't know. There's just something about like high school trips that are kind of depressing. But yeah, <laughs> is it kind of depressing that the only time I've ever been to Europe was with my high school? Oh, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. You should go back. We'll do, we'll go back. But you know, Don sitting on the bus and just kind of singing the school the song. Hummingbird. The humming. The hummingbird. Well, it's a middle school, so yeah. They don't have to be that tough. We are. <laughs> Jefferson. Yeah, but just like giving like, in. This bye, whole bye. Th- well, also this whole <laughs> trip is going to be probably really miserable for Dawn because she's probably not going to have anybody to hang out with. Yeah, doing all of this fun stuff, she'll have to be by herself. I mean, logistically, I hope they put them in groups, but it's like I also hope they don't just ditch Dawn every mm-hmm. chance they get in the Magic Kingdom, and she's just wandering around like. I know. I always, like, I was hoping that when, because I, you know, I kind of got to a point, unfortunately, like many directors, where, like, they continue making movies and eventually at a point you just give up because they're not good anymore. Like, he made a movie called Wiener Dog in 
2016. I don't think I even... I may have watched a little bit of it, but I got bored. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is it about Dawn? I don't. No, I don't think so. <laughs> He's just called Wiener Dog. So, he just has a motif. That's another thing is I think like he reused these character names to yeah. keep people mm-hmm. going. Okay. Um, much like Palindromes, like it had. And also, R.I.P. Mark died a couple years ago. We yeah, were we just, were just yeah, we about just that. Saw that. It was really it was twenty twenty. Do you think it was a COVID thing? I, I think know. it was pre-COVID, actually. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Um, but I remember I was like legit, really sad. Uh, um, my good girlfriend who's a few years older than me um for my birthday a few years ago she gifted me i guess when she lived in boston she found it at a thrift store like an original press kit from welcome to the oh Bell wow House. probably what they brought to like sundance or anything yeah. so i That's have cool. like these four or five um 11 by 12 or 12 whatever size the photo like black and white glossy photos from the movie cool there's one of like don and brandon one of just mark um and then it also <laughs> had like a little you know, PR kit with, like, all the actors' names and their history. Okay. Um, and this thing, I don't... One of them I framed, but, like, the rest of it just, like, sits in a special place in my apartment. That's cool, though. That's fun. I am seeing that there is a movie in production on IMDb that Todd Solange is doing with Colin Farrell and Rachel Weiss called Love Child. Um, 11-year-old boy schemes to reshape his mother's love life to disastrous consequences. So Uh-oh. I don't know if this movie has shot or is about to shot, if they've signed on to it. You is never this, know with is this just stuff a mysterious IMDb. Yeah. IMDb project that is never going to happen that is still on the actress page? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I always forget Todd Salon's... He's very creepy looking, right? <laughs> I kind of imagine it's kind of like a Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Large, weird lips. A little a little Mike White. Mm-hmm. And, and like, all of his expressions in, in pictures are always just very, like... Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's got to be on purpose, though, too. That it's like, this is, this is what I look like. I just look like a creepy dude wait pete have you seen happiness yes okay but you're like over 10 years okay there was this guy i was briefly seeing when i moved here and although we're talking about welcome to the dollhouse there's a very iconic part of the movie where a child said i came (laughs) and this guy like jokingly every time we would fool around he'd be like i came (laughs) and i was like i hate you i don't want to hear that you cannot bring happiness into (laughs) our sex life no you just you're lucky it's over now yeah yeah oh my god (laughs) just read read the wikipedia synopsis kids listeners that's like (laughs) it'll tell you everything you need to know (laughs) happiness rated nc-17 yeah, like they weren't fucking the MPAA weren't yeah. weren't fucking around with that no. one when they were distributing no. it. Yeah. Oh, see, I was like, I always remember one of the halves of storytelling because it's two stories. Mm-hmm. You can't not see Selma Blair screaming the N word yeah. over and over and That's... over. And then I just remembered what the other story was. I forgot what the other story was. That's the one that stuck with me. It's something. <laughs> I think there's like a maid who like. Puts poisonous gas throughout the whole house okay. family or something. Sure. That's, or yeah. There might be child abuse going yeah, on, which is a common <laughs> yeah. thing in Todd Salon's through films. line. Yeah, yeah. A through line, if you will. Um, I was reading a little bit about um, Brendan Sexton again, and um, he was in Black Hawk Down. Yes. And I guess he was saying something about like. The finished movie is very different than the script that I signed on to. 
and the script that I was presented with and agreed to be in was a little bit more critical of the U.S. military and what went on in this particular situation. And, you know, he just kind of said that in interviews. And he's like, yeah, so that pretty much got me blacklisted from any further sure. big wow. produ- big budget mm-hmm. production movies like that in the future. Because, I mean, he is still working. But it's not – I mean, Black Hawk Down was a big movie. Yeah. You know? But that was kind of the last – But he's not making movies with Ridley Scott anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's his side of the story. I don't know. But – As I remember about Black Hawk Down is that it is critical, but I think they kind of – uh, softball it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Probably for like a wide audience, they probably felt like they had to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, uh, there's not too many people from this movie that kind of went on to like bigger and greater things. Just kind of like Heather, you know, we still know Eric Mabius and, and Brendan. Um, but I feel like the rest of the cast is kind of a little bit more obscure. Yeah, it's like, what is Missy doing these right. days? <laughs> I think this is Missy's only thing. I was, uh, okay. I feel like I may have looked that up. Too. I was looking her up, and I really couldn't one, see anything. One person that I saw was the keyboard player from the band. He uh, he was an old Shyamalan, M Night Shyamalan's oh. old. Who is he? An old? He was the Asian guy who thought that he could swim. Oh, sure. He thought that he could okay. swim away. Did you uh, know who the, who the principal is? I definitely <laughs> recognized Will Lyman's voice because Will Lyman has a, a very guy. distinct voice that he's used for a lot of voiceover. He is but the, he has like trailers he's the voice for Frontline on PBS, and also he is the narrator of Little Children. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's got a very deep Another like, movie so I have not seen in a long time. I love Little Children. Yeah, yep. I, gotta... I feel like Little Children sort of has Todd Salant's <laughs> qualities about it, yes. but I think it... It may go down a little easier, but I don't know. There's still some <laughs> fucked up things in Little Children, though. Yeah. A movie that I was obsessed with in college. Mm-hmm. When it came out, I really, really, really was... I mean, it was the height of my, like, I didn't have a lot of a social life, so movies were all No, I same. Yeah. That, like, totally the same with me. Like, I was living by myself in college. I had no friends at the university I was at. Oh. I would drive into Spokane to go to movies, and um, I remember being very pissed that Little Children did not show in Spokane. I've toyed with doing it on the show just because I think that movie just so homoeroticizes Patrick Wilson in that movie. <laughs> like, he is just, like, this gaze yeah. getting out of the pool. You know, not to cut you off on this, the thing I love about this movie is, granted, you guys have done many, many, many episodes, and I love the name and the theme of your podcast, but this is one of those movies that actually has a lot to do with queerness <laughs> yeah. as an adult. Like I, yeah. somebody I idolized and really identified with as a child was fucking Don Wiener and she grew up to be a wonderful queer woman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was a lesbo. Yep. <laughs> she really was a she, lesbo. She really was a lesbo. <laughs> mm-hmm. But even, Don, I mean, Don wouldn't even have known at the time if she was a lesbo. Well, maybe she would have. I feel like I've read a lot of interviews with Heather over the years about, like, that whole underlying thing. And her okay, sure. Thing. Sort of seeing that in the script and not really knowing what it was. Yeah. And kind of later finding out about it. Because I'm sure, like, you know, you hit puberty shortly around that time. And yeah. I'm, you know, sure that as she was developing into a young adult, like, probably... St- but I think, like, I could be wrong, but I feel like she 
did has said things about like you know this was a little traumatic for her as sure. a kid because yeah. like the whole thing is being teased and having slurs thrown at you not only for your appearance but for your sexuality yeah it's a lot yeah yeah oh man um i know we've kind of already covered this but i i did want to bring it up because as i was watching it i got had such a visceral reaction to it um i just want to bring it up and we'll we'll move on but when when don served uh steve all that food and she's just sitting there looking at him and he's eating it all and he's like licking his fingers yep. he's like sticking his fingers in his mouth and it's just all those like food eating noises and she's just sitting there looking <laughs> the swishy purple pants yeah. and that i just like oh my god this is so <laughs> uncomfortable very loudly is like smacking his lips and, and licking yeah, every finger. Every finger he's sticking in his mouth and just like sucking on him and he's just like, oh my fucking god. But it's just like it's fish sticks. Yeah. And she didn't even warm him up. <laughs> yeah. Frozen fish sticks. Bro. Cold ass No, she would have had to, she would have had to f- warm them up. I they were cooked re- from the night before. I don't remember. Yeah, fridge. she just pulled them out of the fridge. Microwave. I don't think there was a microwave <laughs> involved. But yeah, just, just one more one more little thing that I couldn't not talk about in this. But I mean, yeah, you're right. The uh just the themes of Dawn and you know just her, you know, her coming of age and all that. I feel like yes, as queer people, of course, we're going to we 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 can identify a lot mm-hmm. with with the struggles of this <laughs> this child in this movie. Um and yeah, just seeing Heather now and I I'm, I'm happy that Hollywood did know what to do with her. I mean, she may have played a type, but yeah. I mean, it's great that she got a call from Disney to do the Princess Diaries is Anne yeah. Hathaway's like childhood friend. She shows up and saves. I was gonna, was just gonna say like yep. a very important movie, yeah. very big movie. Saved her role was great. Yeah, she has yeah. a role in the second to last season of Roseanne. Yes, she's recurring. She's, uh, DJ's, DJ's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, that I They're, remember. They gave DJ a character note as he starts aging that he gets really into film. Yes. And she is yes, another, yes, 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 like, yes, yes. she loves horror movies and stuff. Cinephiles. And they, yeah, and they, and they watch movies too. I forgot about because I was actually, like, I didn't really dive into Roseanne until I was, like, maybe in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I, like, just sat down and watched the yeah. whole thing. And I remember when they got to Heather's character, I was so excited. Yeah. Just yeah. to see her pop up. And I was like, I knew I liked this for a reason. <laughs> and she's good against DJ because he's yeah. just kind of, like, mm-hmm. he's got, like, that dark hair. And he's just kind of, like, a little... Kind of a more he's the quirky type of, kid. He's the type of girl that DJ would find himself with. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it it, it, mm-hmm. it really worked there, and I was I was I was glad when they brought when they brought him for that. And she had a good arc. She had a couple of a handful of episodes on that show too. So yeah, and um, yeah, we love Heather. He's great. Mm-hmm. Not Gaten Matarazzo's mother. No. <laughs> I never even thought about. I that. never thought of it. And I, I know that right. I've seen his name in the credits, and that's never even. Passed through my mind. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Do your research, kids. But um, this movie is currently streaming on HBO Max. Yeah, it's on you, HBO Max. Oh, if you do not have the mm-hmm. DVD or VHS. Millie programmed <laughs> it on TCM Underground last fall. Okay. So is it also on demand on Turner Classics? 
probably not anymore. Oh, but okay. I mean, it's on HBO though. It's on HBO Max. It's in the it's in the TCM section. Oh well, there you go. Of yeah. HBO. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you haven't yet watched it, you can go ahead and uh, find it there. But yeah, this movie's still savage. <laughs> like this movie still cuts pretty deep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But so good. I'm I'm glad we rewatched it. It has been it had been too long. I don't think I, I, I had seen it again. I can't believe the two of us don't watch this on the. Regular. I don't think I had seen it again since I was 17 years old. Wow. Well, it's going to go into heavy rotation. <laughs> I'm I glad will, that we finally got to it. Yeah. I will have to give you guys the YouTube link of my little short that we did for oh, this. You guys should post it with please this episode. Do. Oh, we absolutely will. Um, <laughs> plus, I could also give you like. And over the years yeah. uh, of my Don Wiener looks Don and how the they ages. developed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. That's amazing. Uh, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on Thank again. you for having now, me back. We yes. have covered two of the movies that you have tattooed on. <laughs> what else? What other movies do you have tattooed on? I mean, we're seeing... You've already I'm, done Showgirls. We have not yeah. done Pink Flamingos yet. Oh, I've t- yeah, you haven't had me for a John Waters one. No, so. yeah, I mean, yeah. I have a full John Waters sleeve here, so... Wow. What movies do I have? We've got many John Water films, Showgirls, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Uh, I can't remember half you, the time what's on my body. You got Amy Blue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Blue. Yeah, yeah. Done that one. I think that's it as far as movies go. All right, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll probably have you back on for for some John Waters business. Yeah, you better. I've been wanting to do another John Waters movie yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah. Too, so... We gotta just do. People. I mean, Scott loves female trouble. That's, I mean, I think female I, trouble is yeah. my favorite of yes, same. John Waters. I think it has the. It's hard to pick sometimes because all of his movies stand out in their own. Yeah, I think way. Divine is given the most to do in female trouble. Yes, and it's the most relatable for me. <laughs> I just wanted to be a thief and a shit kicker and be famous. <laughs> Um, yes, I would love to come back for a John Waters awesome. episode. It'll be so much fun. All righty. Well, do you want to plug your IG <laughs> while you're here? Some of you may know, jerk of all trades. <laughs> uh, it's just a plethora of photos of cats and queers and clowns. <laughs> sexy, sexy boudoir clown <laughs> photos boudoir lately. Yeah, that you can all see. <laughs> cool, cool. You mentioned you were um, working the door at, uh, what is it, Barracuda tonight? What's yes. going on? Uh, no. Precinct. Precinct. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but you're gonna you're going out of town. I was gonna say if you want to go, say hi. Go to precinct, and you'll be working the door. But you may not be here next week. By the time the episode comes <laughs> yeah. out, yeah, <laughs> you'll be uh, out and about. I'm around, doing you know. Things. Stylists <laughs> to the stars, always looking Ooh. for costuming work in LA. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, yeah. Thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. But until next time, we'll say our goodbyes. Bye, Bye buddy. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks so much. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Seth, for coming on. That was a great episode. Watch Welcome to the Dollhouse on HBO Max if you can. Still savage. Yes. Still great movie. Mm-hmm. Really funny. But I think it's about that time. Patreon shout outs. Patreon shout outs. Uh, we would like to say hello and thank you to our awesome patrons, including Flemish Giant, Jackson, Millie, Darcy, Ted, Benny, Jamel, Melanie, Christopher, Sean, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emily, Aaron, 
Melinda and Jim, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine and Rufino. Thank you for being Thank you so much. Free. Thank you so much for being patrons. Head over to patreon.com. We're going to record a brand new commentary very, very yes. shortly, maybe even tonight. Mm-hmm. So we're just picking a movie. So you might uh, get to uh, watch, uh, you know, um, Zootopia and listen to me and Scott talk about We're not going to do Zootopia. <laughs> just looking at our shelf right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Patreon has tons of additional commentary tracks that you can listen Listen to them as bonus episodes yeah, you or can put on the movie, mm-hmm. watch with us, or you can even listen in your car. Absolutely. Works either way. Yes, indeed. Uh, and also newsletters, behind the scenes photos, um, lots of fun. Get episodes stuff. early before they record if I am on top of my shit and I have them done. Yeah. I usually always put them on Patreon if they come out a little They'll early. They'll come out about a Monday when yep. they would normally come out on our regular. Uh, release day, which is Friday. So yeah, patreon.com slash movies and made escape. Really fun. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we would also love it if you would uh, subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. We'll yeah, give any... us five stars. Yeah, we would love to read the review. Absolutely. We'll read any reviews in the air. And um, yeah, you can give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. Yeah. You can also write a review on Spotify as well. So head over and do that. And you can follow us on Social media. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on uh, Instagram and uh, Facebook. And on Twitter, MTMUGPod. Yes, indeed. And if you want to follow our personal accounts, feel free to do that. My name is Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. So thank you so much uh, again for listening. Another great episode. We will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Later.